listeners, it's Jenners from the Mixtape Memories podcast here to tell you about something positive. Sex positive, in fact. If you're like me, by now you've probably got a lot of time on your hands and are desperately seeking some form of pleasure or a stimulus. Well, I've got this awesome offer for you from our lovely sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Right now, you can select almost any one item for 50% off at adamandeve.com. But, wait, on top of all that, you will also get some awesome free stuff to spice up your bedroom. Enter the code MIXTAPE, that's M-I-X-T-A-P-E, MIXTAPE at checkout and get 10 free gifts. Few special sexy items, plus six spicy movies, and you got a whole evening ahead of you. And also free shipping, can't forget that. Get yourself a gift or surprise your partner or partners as it may be with a gift. And uh, don't forget to put together a special mixtape playlist to set the right mood. Shoegaze, perhaps? The offer code again is mixtape, M I X T A P E, mixtape at adamandeve.com Hello and welcome to season two of Mixtape Mixtape Memories. Memories. Uh, We have another special guest uh, this week. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Brian. <laughs> now that's radio voice. <laughs> yeah, that's radio voice. Um, but we forgot to introduce ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I hope people know who we are by now. Yeah, well, if you don't, this is Jitters. I'm Matt Hart Spade. <laughs> and um, yeah, we have a very special guest. He is an old, old friend from our blogger days. Mm-hmm. And now he is super awesome and has his own podcast that he could tell you about um, and works doing so many different things. That's <laughs> right. Um, so really excited to have Brian Bruckman here and talking about the old days. <laughs> That's what this is about, right? Yeah. The nostalgia. The good old days. Yeah. So do you remember like how you know us? Because <laughs> I'm know. I'm having trouble like remembering like the first. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember it. like if there's a. S- I don't remember where we met, but I remember gigs we were at together and whatnot. You know. Yeah. And bands you were in that I kind of championed back in the day. Yeah, there was kind of a a, a fuzzy period I think of people meeting, mm-hmm. um, maybe part partially due to it being a long time ago, partially due to all the free alcohol mm-hmm. that was usually uh, around at yeah. the rock shows. Um, I don't remember specific points with, with either <laughs> of you. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like you were yeah. like in bands, yeah. and like maybe that's like how I thought of you at first, mm-hmm. yeah. and then I realized, oh, he's a music blogger as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like of all the our like crew of music bloggers, I was kind of the odd one out who was also in a band. Yeah. So <laughs> I always definitely also always felt kind of weird about it on one hand because <laughs> you're I like on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't, and that's how it's always been. But like, I didn't know, I didn't want. People think I was like getting in with the music blogger crowd to promote my band, right. so I was always like awkward about. I don't like, think it ever felt that way. No, no. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe I should have. <laughs> 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 uh, right. Yeah, I definitely remember specific shows that, especially you, Matt, mm-hmm. were at because I think because you were tight with some of the people in my uh, band at the time mm-hmm. or with our crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and June, I, I definitely knew you more from the internet. <laughs> and I feel well like she was I one of the OGs. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. recognized you yeah. <laughs> always, <laughs> like around. Well, I had but I didn't really like know you. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I was like, who's that guy I keep seeing everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then only really maybe got to really know you maybe during like after the drunk era or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where and really like I think that's when I started to know more more bloggers just because of that because. To me, a lot of people were just like a link on the internet, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and then really started to make, put faces to names and stuff like that um, after that, which was cool. Um, it definitely brought us all together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. For meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And long email threads. Yes. 
Yeah. For those of you guys that don't know what After the Jump was, it was how long did it go for? A couple years. I I was trying to figure that out because it well it started it actually started shortly before I left New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so like t- 2007. Yeah, that sounds right. That's when it started, and then I think it went till 20 2011. Huh. Maybe maybe not maybe, that long. Maybe not even that 2010. long. 2010. But it was a conglomerate of like 20 or so bloggers and mm-hmm. we put together these showcases at studio b at north six when it was north six or maybe it had just become musical it uh it had become musical it had become yeah. musical. um and galapagos yeah. at the time and outdoor s- free shows and yeah we did sapphire stuff we thought we were <laughs> like you know almighty if we were all together <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like a collective you but know. we had some bands that like broke fairly big later on like Health and chairlift and uh, uh, Foles, you know. Oh Foles yeah, I, forgot. I mean, I just saw Foles. <laughs> their new album just debuted at yeah. number one in the UK. So yeah. I mean, they're still doing it. You the know? megastars. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah. were a little ahead of the curve. I mean, some of those bands never took off. Probably most didn't. But a lot of them broke up. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I was just a tagger on. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. In after the jump? Yeah. Like I don't feel like I was like heavily involved. I was like, yeah, I'll show up. <laughs> everyone did their part though yeah everyone know? did their part it was more the the group effort yeah, yeah. yeah. i yeah. feel like half the time i was just showing up to take take pictures yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly or, or post, book the noise bands that no it. one wanted to watch <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. but i feel like concert photography in particular is so different now like i'll look at photo galleries from a show and everything mm-hmm. looks so pristine and like and filtered in a certain way, whereas I feel like it was a lot more raw back in the day. I mean, particularly like Abby was here, and I loved her photos because it really captured the moment, and it wasn't super played with, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, um, I mean, there's a lot of great technology now that makes it a little easier Mm -hmm. uh, to get those photos, and it just seems like a photo pit is much more crowded uh, at this point, ten years later, yeah, than, yeah, it, yeah. than it was at the time, because not everyone had digital cameras. Or Are you still going in pictures. photo pits? No, no. no. <laughs> okay, no. I mean, I was gonna ask you, like, is it all iPhones? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've definitely seen that. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, I'll shoot a show, but not mm-hmm. not that often. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. I did did that for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone had their own style of photo yeah. taking, depending on like what kind of camera they had mm-hmm. or. If it just had like a phone camera mm-hmm. or whatever, but um, you know, we did what we could with what we had, basically. And there's only some of us I feel like you would call real photographers, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like um, I definitely didn't call myself a photographer, but you know, you took I a lot of pictures. I did take a lot of pictures, and even got some like free trips out of it. So, nice. you know, um. Like, I enjoyed that aspect of it, but I didn't know what I was doing beyond clicking mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. button. I think a lot of us are in that boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, some people are real photographers, but I was like, I'm going to point and hope that it, you know, focuses and <laughs> that I get a decent shot I can use. Um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, how did you kind of, did you start more in music and then get into kind of writing, or were you all? always kind of into writing uh i mean i've never i've never called myself like a music writer i've i've had i've worked writing and contributor editor or uh for music but it's never been my main thing i've been more of a photographer but in terms of like music blogging and stuff i kind of just was really into the technology side of it sort of Mm -hmm. like when blogs were starting mm. and everything, and I was doing that, I was just like, oh, I'm going to talk about what I ate for lunch today. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Then I would talk about music, and then I'd talk about music more and more and more, and eventually it was like that was all I was writing about mm-hmm. on the internet. Were you just going to shows every night like us? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Ton- tons of shows. Um, I mean, I w- yeah, I was in a band from 2001 to, to 2008. And, and what so was that band called? That band was called Man in Grey. That's mm-hmm. right. You guys remember? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it started. I mean, it started when we were in at NYU, and uh, it just kind of carried through my twenties. And you know, spent a lot of time like figuring out the local music scene mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. And I'd say by two thousand seven, we figured it out, <laughs> <laughs> and then stopped. Um, but yeah, that w- so I spent a lot of time at our shows, and we were meeting lots of bands and mm-hmm. going to see their shows and. 
that's when we all started booking shows. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point really uh, by two thousand. I, I keep bringing up two thousand eight because that's when I moved to Portland, Maine for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by that point, I was pretty much going out every night to multiple shows, mm-hmm. like at, at least one show. Usually stopping by like three shows and photographing as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and playing shows. Do you remember your first blog post? My first blog post? No. Uh, I I mean it. It was probably like, hey, is this thing working? <laughs> because uh, I was sort of, I was trying to do what became blogging. Like I was manually updating my HTML for a while. Um, my so you had your own URL and you weren't really using y- like Blogger or like LiveJournal yeah. or anything like that. Well, well, Blogger didn't exist. When Blogger started, I, I started using it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like. When I started college, I had a radio show called The Subliminal Inevitable Show, which is mm-hmm. also what my podcast is called now. Mm-hmm. So That's really carried throughout <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's lasted a long yeah. time. Uh, so I started a website for that like radio show and uh, eventually just got more and more into the kind of like learning how to do the website stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I was just updating it all the time. It's like, here's my news page. Here's my news page. And then the like the language was developing of weblog and it's like, are you a logger or a blogger <laughs> or yeah, a yeah. weblogger? What do we call this thing <laughs> we're doing? Logger. And then the yeah. term vlogger came out after oh, that. Oh, vlogger, that's yeah. all. Yeah. Oh, no. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. you could be a millionaire being a YouTube blogger. I know. You know? It's I crazy. Know. Some yeah. people have made some careers uh, from blogging For to sure. vlogging <laughs> or mm-hmm. be more hosting kind mm-hmm. of like, yeah. you know, at arenas or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I always thought the beauty of a blog was like, not um you know it's just words instead mm. of being in front of a camera like being the center of attention myself yeah. i kind of like tipped my toes over the line into that like sort of self-indulgent world where like i had a webcam so there was like a, f- a photo of me but mm-hmm. like a very often updating photo of me uh-huh. from the webcam i remember those all that stuff yeah those i was told any like silly technology that came along with like any widgets you could or little bits of code totally. you could stick <laughs> in your site, I was all over it, and I was redesigning my site like once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, I was working as a web designer at the time too, so I was kind of all linked together. Yeah, I feel like didn't you like also do web stuff for like TMJ when it existed? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was actually my first like full time job. I was freelancing up until that point, and I started working there in like two thousand six. Yeah, as a web designer, and yeah. that kind of got me more into the m- more into the music stuff. Like I'd al- always been taking pictures at my shows and my friends' shows, mm-hmm. but then once I was there, it's like, you know, oh, I can do this and have it go in this magazine or on mm-hmm. this website that hundreds, thousands of people are going to see instead mm-hmm. of three thousand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you got you had like a NYU show. Yeah, it, it my uh, my radio show was uh, was on WMYU AM. I never quite made it to the FM. I was hanging out in those sweet late night spots. Um, I had a late night spot too, but in oh Maryland, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in NYU. Is that like it's different? From, wasn't <coughs> like Carlos C like? <laughs> well, <laughs> the yeah, NYU the FM was a whole, and I mean, I think it, it lasted. It's lasted for a long time. Like it's a real. It's a legit a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, AM was like on the other side mm-hmm. of the wall. Oh, okay, got <laughs> it, got it. Uh, with all the scratched <laughs> CDs. Uh-huh, sure. uh-huh. But yeah, I, I had a couple different shows over the years, and but most of them were like, you know, Sunday night, 12 to 4, mm-hmm. um, which I liked. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, eventually I did that for a couple of years in college, and then eventually when I started doing a podcast, it was just, you know, I'm going to use the same, the same name. That's, I mean, that's amazing that it's gone through the, <laughs> the cycle. Yeah. yeah. During your blogger days, who were some of the bands that you had on showcases a bunch or wrote about a bunch that either took off or did not yeah. take off? Uh, I think I put together a list from some of my, uh, like the links page that was on my uh-huh. site <laughs> uh, oh, from, from 2004. <laughs> so, I mean, some of them are like bigger bands that were always my favorite bands, mm-hmm. um, like Sonic Youth and... Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, actually, uh, Self was a band that I loved. Who were from from Tennessee in the nineties. That okay, I don't remember that. Yeah, no, no, they no. were like a kind of a one hit wonder, okay. but I was just obsessed with them. It was uh-huh. like them and the Flaming Lips, and Flaming Lips ended up actually being a legit huge band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Just like a band. Got I, was, I was equally obsessed with these two bands. Yeah. But I remember when Flaming Lips were, I mean, I also had a college radio show, as yeah. I was mentioning, in Maryland. And uh, I would play Flaming Lips, and it was kind of before Flaming Lips were accepted as, like, yeah. the second coming, you know? Before the softball kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah. Exactly. It's but they were just some weird-ass band, yeah. you know? It, well and very much like all their fans were college radio aged, you know. It totally. was that it was very niche. Just trying to figure out how to play Zyrica on the radio. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I remember in my dorm, I, I was in a suite, so there were five of us in my dorm room, kind of two rooms. Uh, but I just remember, I'm like, we have enough CD players to play all four <laughs> discs at once. I, I had the it. same exact experience <laughs> in college. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we ever successfully pulled it off because something, something went wrong. But uh, I, I, I was excited about that. But yeah. uh, in terms of bands that I kind of uh, found out about and was championing, championing uh, the two that come to mind are Pela and mm-hmm. Odeth. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Odeth. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> oh, and Odeth, I still love. They don't play shows that much anymore. Mm-hmm. Although Greg Jamie from them has a lot of, uh, he's had a couple of projects. Still plays shows, huh? He, he, Odeth just played their first show in like a year and a half um, in Ohio or something. Okay. With Murdered by Death, who they used to play with. And, uh, but Greg has his solo record that he put out and his other project, Blood Warrior, just has a new record out. Um, I like his songwriting a lot. The way I found out about that band was very, very strange. It was when the Delhi magazine was starting. Mm. Oh, Delhi! You know, we haven't talked much about Delhi during <laughs> this whole series yet. Uh, but I thought yeah. the Delhi was cool, yeah. even though yeah. they were so like minimal, so bare bones, and yeah, yeah like even yeah. weird. But like, <laughs> I and I forget about my involvement with the Delhi. <laughs> <laughs> but me and my at the time roommate and bandmate, uh, and now my coworker Jeremiah, um, we were doing this thing that. We started out, it was called No Scene, but then we changed it to Stereoactive NYC mm-hmm. eventually. But in that transition period, the deli was starting up, and we were doing this news on like local bands because we were trying to build some kind of community of bands we were meeting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the deli started up, and they asked us to kind of do that for them. So we got involved writing their like news section mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. releases and sh- shows and tours and whatever. Uh, and I also ended up doing some reviews. And... I don't remember. I guess it was after the first issue came out where I was at this bar that was called Apocalypse Lounge uh, in the East Village that was really cool and bizarre. And I was talking to people there, and they were like, oh, yeah, my uh, my singer, like, wants heard you write to the deli. We want to give you our our, t- our CD. And uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever, weirdo. <laughs> and he, they gave it to me, and it was this, like, weird scratch-up tape. It said, oh, death, and had like, all this writing. I couldn't read on it. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll listen to this. But then I listened to it, and I couldn't make heads or tails of the, the music. I was, mm-hmm. It was, like, nothing in my world at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I wrote this, whatever, shambly review in for the deli. And uh, anyway. Then I saw them about a million times after that. They mm-hmm. played, played at my wedding. And I love things <laughs> yeah. like that, though, mm-hmm. because it's like that discovery and being yeah. able to, like, help a band yeah. that you legitimately, like, yeah. kind of mm-hmm. get their first kind of review or something, some link to send out, yeah. you know? Like, that's what it was all about, you know, back then. It was, like, personal taste and then mm-hmm. being able to kind of, like, help in your own little way. Yeah. Like a band that's like coming up, you know. But Pela too. Loved yeah. Pela. Yeah, I loved Pela. Yeah. We all mm-hmm. like and Pela I've seen a thousand times also. Not I mean, obviously not anymore, but like right. Pela and then Augustine's and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised Augustine's went like away. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they were on the up and up. Yeah, they had a lot of stuff going on. Billy has solo stuff now? Yeah, I think I think Bill and Eric both have uh mm-hmm. s- new solo stuff or some sort. I mm-hmm. haven't heard Mm-hmm. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric has a studio in, I think, in Red Hook now. Okay. Yeah. Um, but those, I remember those early Pela songs and albums, and they sounded huge. It almost could have yeah. been like a U2 song, or like some of them, totally. you know? Yeah. yeah. I, f- I first heard Pela when I went to Raina Maria at North Six, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and they opened, and I was like, who is this football player-looking dude singing, <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, singing like Bono? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know that I love this, but I feel feel like I have to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just full of passion. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know? yeah. like couldn't deny his energy. Yeah, like it, it was amazing. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think 
like there's like you know a magnetism to to him as a lead singer but also like he had a great band too mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah everyone in that band like had their brought their own kind of magic to it mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't like sad about that that whole when it thing went away but because i was for a moment i was thinking oh all the scenes are like kind of even if it's just two of them from the original band, mm. like they're kind of continuing on and doing great things. It seemed like. I mean, didn't they have like a documentary? <laughs> yeah, I feel like they had a lot of buzz in the UK too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and they were doing huge mm-hmm. shows. Uh, so I don't really know the story. I didn't see the documentary yet. But yeah, I didn't I see it either. Show. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, who were some of like the the lesser known? Bands that you kind of championed. Mm, let's see. The lesser known. I feel known like band. you were. Uh, I don't know about if I, if it's fair to call them they were lesser like known, the but least I known. Band. <laughs> <laughs> I was really. Well, one band I feel like that had a moment yeah. that I feel like uh, maybe I'm wrong here, but I feel like you've had on on showcases and whatnot were Muscle, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember yeah. Muscles S S E L S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, starting from yeah, starting from a band called Tin Can Telephone, mm-hmm. uh, and then they bu- bunch of those guys kind of turned into this band muscles and mm-hmm. yeah i did i liked them a lot and had them on a bunch of shows yeah and uh another friend of ours from the a- after the jump crew mm-hmm. uh mr battering room of course was, Chris. Oh gosh, yeah was a uh, big a big uh supporter of them so we were mm-hmm. kind of he was even uh, he was even more involved directly with them and stuff but mm-hmm. um we really liked them mm-hmm. a lot they had this kind of like m- kind of mathy like almost emo-y mm-hmm. i don't know prog indie rock thing going on yeah that was cool with lots of guitar minis and uh guitar these minis. dual like <laughs> yeah like dual lead singers yeah um, yeah no they were really cool really neat. did you throw those shows with with chris at matchless or am i dreaming this uh, that w- those are just chris presented that was just chris okay. i i mean there were a lot of times when i was involved like either i was playing or djing uh-huh. or just somehow got drink tickets yeah 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 <laughs> or, or maybe <laughs> i took pictures yeah maybe i just stole them from chris yeah yeah but yeah <laughs> You have a show poster that we're going to include <laughs> with the, our socials, but yeah. who's now? When was this showcase and who was on it? All right, yeah. So this, I I dug this up. This was the technically the first uh, show that I presented solo. No way. S- Subnev.com presents really? show. I can't but believe I, that. Well, I had been, but I had done I had done stuff before. Uh, we did like Sarah Active shows that I was part Got of, and it. we did this thing called Beg Your Pardon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that oh with yeah. no O or U, right? Or am I dreaming? Uh, <laughs> beg. It was just Y R. Y R. Yeah, 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 yeah right. <laughs> uh, I had to visualize it, <laughs> say it, to spell it. Um, yeah, so that was the thing. Thing I was involved in before I did my own shows, and then mm-hmm. since then I, I, you know, put stuff on under lots of different names. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was at uh, it was a holiday party at Union Hall. Okay. Um, where I also worked. Uh-huh. There was some history with that place yes. <laughs> in this room. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but on the show, yeah, Muscles were on the show. Uh, El Giselle, who, uh-huh. that's definitely wa- a band that I was like mm. yeah, a yeah. big champion of. Yeah. Um, they were a band that I met from playing shows. Uh, Tim Williams. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you guys Tim are familiar with him. Um, and Elena Simone, who was someone else who I thought was an incredible singer mm-hmm. uh, that was... I met from a band that she was playing in that was called Emma Lorena, mm-hmm. who I thought were really, really cool, really mm-hmm. like noisy, mm-hmm. noisy, noisy indie rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this one is in Park Slope, which is like, yeah. you know, I feel like the other end of the universe <laughs> when it yeah. comes to like music scenes in Brooklyn. Yeah. You know, um, did you feel like there was a difference between those like north brooklyn south brooklyn kind of scenes absolutely mm-hmm. uh, i i mean i was very much in this south brooklyn scene uh i lived in i lived in park slope and like carl gardens mm-hmm. and, and stuff and i like i said i worked at union hall so that's where i hung out all the time i saw as many shows as possible there um that was like maybe glory uh, years uh yeah yeah hall, you know absolutely i mean i guess sharon, sharon van etten is like the biggest yeah yeah thing probably to come out <laughs> 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 and you know there were shows where it was like her playing her acoustic guitar and I and four people yeah. and i was one of them yeah, yeah. i was gonna say <laughs> and like you were the <laughs> other you were number two yeah, we were definitely yeah. there <laughs> yeah um, yeah that was definitely a special time um but i yeah i played a lot of shows there at the time and hung out on a lot of shows there but it felt like a totally different real world from williamsburg um and different crowds came out yeah uh, which was kind of cool for my 
band at the time because we could play with a totally different we had like a hundred people there and a hundred 50 people there, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. who would come to the shows, yeah. but they wouldn't go to the other neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know if it's really that way anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I ever went to uh, Park Slope really until I started working yeah. in Park Slope. So, you know, it took me a while to get used to that whole other scene, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. coming from like Williamsburg, Greenpoint. Yeah. Um, well, you were, ve- you were like very involved in stuff that was happening up there probably. Yeah, I don't know. It took me a while to like let go of North Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. now it's like when I go back to like Bedford or whatever, yeah. it feels like it? <laughs> feels like another world. Honestly, no, yeah. I don't recognize anything. I'm always like, "What's that? Yeah. When did that go up?" <laughs> we were t- just talking before we hit play, record. Uh, yeah, I was there a few nights ago for uh, a band. I was at baby. I was working at Babies for like a band. I'm working with yada yada, doing staffing on the press side and. Uh, just walking down Bedford is like a totally different experience. Yeah, I mean, every single time I go, which nowadays is like once every few months maybe, yeah. but um, I'm like, who are these people? What is this store? <laughs> Why is there, you know, an Apple and a Urban Outfitters and everything else? And I don't know. I mean, even the people who are hanging out at Babies, yeah. I feel like yeah, it's they? not like who you'd expect, actually, right. based on the programming that's there. But yeah. Right. You know, like, it's totally like these people who are just – like move to the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're yeah. not even there to see music, and <laughs> they're just there to get a drink. You you're know? not, you're not yeah. gonna see the old Lux crowd. No, no, definitely not no Lux crowd no. at all. Like you know, I went there for um, Abby's. The band Abby uh, brought um, you know a couple weeks ago, and uh, Penelope Isles, and I oh, was yeah. just like, like the people watching the show. I, I yeah, it was like people very recognizable yeah. look them but everybody <laughs> outside Can you describe of that look? <laughs> <laughs> well it was a lot of dudes uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. bearded or like not bearded plaid shirts like yeah. you know yeah. baggy hair <laughs> 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 yeah. like type. quiet watching the stage <laughs> you know but uh but then there were all these kind of like more i don't know what how to describe them like <laughs> maybe non-music fans that just wound up there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't, yeah. It, isn't it kind of like pianos? Yeah, yeah, yeah like exactly. Like how that crowd at pianos is outside of the venue. It's yeah. it's mm-hmm. like just drinking there for happy hour or whatever. Yeah, it is, yeah. Know? It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, that boggles my mind. Like, <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> you know. Mixtapes. <laughs> oh, mixtapes. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. So I brought one. Yeah. 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 W- when's it from? What's on it? And <coughs> did you make it or someone no. made it for you? I didn't make it. Uh, someone made it for me. I thought I had more mixtapes lying around, but mm-hmm. this is this was the only one I could find. But uh, my friend Alice uh, from high school made this. So it was probably like 1996 or okay. seven maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it called Brian's Funky Tape. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it mostly before you tell us the yeah, track listing? Yeah. Is it mostly stuff that was popular on alternative radio MTV, or is it like more obscure left field kind of stuff? It's it's or a actually combo. like half and half a blend. Okay. It starts. It's there's a bunch of Beck on it because that's what we were kind of into. And of course, um, yeah, there's Beck, Sonic Youth, Weezer, mm-hmm. Porno for Pyros, Pixies, John Spencer Blues Explosion, oh. uh, and then some like older songs like Bill Withers and. Um, yeah. The Delphonics were on there. Mm-hmm. Is that what makes it funky? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, think so, I think so. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was just, I don't know, really nice. I, I sent my, my friend. Who like, made did this you know who these bands were and, and they made a mix, you know, special like that? Or were you Ye- discovering bands because of mixtapes? Uh, at this point, I knew, I mean, I was a fan of all these bands, but these were like, I think these were like live and rare tracks mm-hmm. and stuff that she was giving oh, I love me. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it was nice. So I told her about this and she, and then we got into a long conversation how she's like, <laughs> been spending her whole life just making, still making mixtapes and uh-huh. doesn't even like make playlists on Spotify or anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that takes a lot of the fun out of it when you just add something to a playlist <laughs> versus <laughs> like does. the curation, yeah. you know, Although what's the art, you yeah. know, well like the, the, the point when I figured out or looked up how to add custom, uh, playlist artwork was really nice. Mm. That made a big difference. 
Yeah, yeah, that does make a difference. <laughs> but there's something about the tactile nature, like yeah, like the handwriting and stickers oh yeah. and everything. Yeah, and like whatever weird design you've put on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Rough Trade the other day uh, after that event. I had a baby's and. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking through the cassettes uh, because now I have, as Jen knows, I wound up buying a Walkman and now repurchasing albums oh I nice. had 25 <laughs> years ago, which is a mind fuck. Are you, are you going anyway. to like Goodwill and getting it for a quarter? <laughs> I've gotten a lot for damn cheap. But then there are some that, like, I want the verb, Urban Hymns, and the only way to get that is to, like, find it on Discogs and pay $20, which yeah. is stupid as so yeah, anyway, yeah. the point is that I was at the store. You're listening, and you have send a it to me. <laughs> you, you want the official release. You're not going to bootleg it. I off. want the official. Okay. Yeah. Of course. But anyway, I was at Rough Trade, and they have now a growing section of cassettes because it's making a slight comeback. Yeah. And uh, I was just looking what they had, and they had a Sleater Kinney um, live album that was meant to look like it was a handwritten oh. mixtape, cool. but it was actually. Oh. A proper live album that was, you know, not hand, not handwritten, but looked handwritten. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and I think that, from my knowledge, they only released it on cassette. Oh. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, nice. they're touring now, so you I guess that's part of the shtick. Yeah. They had a cassette tape. Day. Cassette tape day. Yeah. Cassette, it's been here for a few day. years, right? Yeah. I just, yeah, just a couple of years, but it was just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly knew because my band was on some comp that was put out. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Really? Yeah. 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 Um, this. Tape Which label. Uh, it's called. It was called Tapes Not Dead. It was the second year they did it. I this saw it there actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, this tape label in the store called uh, Tapehead City. Put okay. But yeah, it was pretty cool that they asked us. You want to talk about your current band now? Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. Uh, Do it. My band is called Mount Sharp. Mm-hmm. Uh, been going for a while now. We have been. Yeah, we had like a couple years of downtime, mm-hmm. but we started like uh, 2012. Yeah, t- 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, but we put out an EP in 2014. So we got started really quick and did a bunch of stuff, but then had a whole bunch of like lineup changes and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, well, one of our, our old, another after the jump friend, mm-hmm. Ryan, yep. was the bassist in the band. Mm-hmm. And he moved away to the Midwest. Yes. Um, so there was a bunch of stuff like that. So it took us a while to pick back up again, but we made a record and mm-hmm. it's put out one song so far and uh, everything else will be announced and coming out soon. Oh cool. Yeah. And the song that's on the compilation is an unreleased song? It's previously not unreleased? It's no. It's, it's it's one from our first EP. Okay. Um I mean we still play all the songs. It's yeah, like, yeah. Uh but we yeah, cuz at the point when they were doing the tape, we were still working out the release plans and couldn't couldn't release anything else yet. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. still cool though. Yeah. 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 It's really nice to uh, be on that. Um but I like tapes. I have a like a wall mounted uh, tape holder, mm-hmm. but the nice. thing is like I have to keep my tapes limited to that, so it's yeah, at yeah, yeah. a one in one out policy now. <laughs> so like it's I'm like a worried, case. yeah, I'm worried about Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe kicked off. Sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh I only have about fifteen of my regrowth yeah. cassettes over the last like ten months, eleven months. Do you months. have old mixtapes still? No, see, unfortunately, I threw them all away. Mm-hmm. Jin has uh, done an amazing job of keeping I them. I threw them all away. Yeah. <laughs> Are they here? Uh, I do have them here. I could uh, show you some. Oh, I think I see some. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's good. I, I threw them away, and I threw away all my original cassettes, and I threw away all my old CDs. I figured none of that stuff, why would I ever want it? You know? Yeah. <coughs> Well, well, let me tell you about the coming revolution. I yeah, know. yeah, right. <laughs> Can I tell you? I uh, I usually don't reveal who I've like worked with, but anyway, it's it, the, the the campaign is passed, so I don't care. I was working with Ariel Pink, which was kind of exciting mm. on his last album, that is and exciting. he was telling me that uh, he wants to kind of revolu- like bring back the disc man mm-hmm. and like have all this funky art to it and stuff. I was like. First, I was like, "Who the hell wants that? It's gonna skip." And then I'm like, <laughs> "Maybe he, ha- maybe he's onto something." If you can make it so it doesn't skip when you walk down the street with it in your hand, yeah. holding it vertically, then I'm in. Okay, but yeah. that's the only thing. It's like you're you're walking, it's swinging, it's wobbling. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's like, like have the people thrown situation? away their CDs mm. already, though. Like I still have a bunch of mine. Actually, mine are yeah. mine are long gone. But I I have um I mean I got rid of a, a lot, but I pretty much just got rid of the cases. Oh yeah, them, and then, then you just books. like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, put them in a little. What do you call them? <laughs> the CD case thing. Yeah, CD book. Books. Yeah. 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 Um, I know. I there's so much I have to go through and like 
Marie Kondo. (laughs) 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 Like, when I just, who has the time? I don't know. Like, and then sometimes it's, like, sentimental. It's like, "Mm, I don't want to, like, let go or, like, give some kind of, like, weird random demo or like yeah like some random shit that some band gave to you yeah. like <laughs> like on the street or something and you're a like, lot of that you know like yeah i don't want to hang out in that and then like honestly like i've come across a lot of live recordings that have been given to me by people who used to do that back mm-hmm. in the day um and i like have yet to like I don't know, I have to find, like, a CD player or something to put that in and be like, what did that sound like? Um, But, yeah, I don't know. Most of my tapes are, like, from one person. So, Mm. like, I kept them. I'm still in touch with them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. For me, it's, like, just remembering how my music taste was formed is, like, looking at those mixtapes. Because I did not know who any of those bands were when I was in college. I was into music or college uh, high school i was into music but only really knew about like mainstream radio music mm-hmm. and um and he was the, like this guy dan who made all this mi- these mixtapes for me he was the one who really like taught me <laughs> about like 90s indie rock mm. and shoegaze and like um and he was more into emo and I, I never really got into emo but except for like maybe sunny day real estate or something, <laughs> but like that was that was as far as i went <laughs> with email but um like uh you know i think it's like important to kind of remember because like the, we're losing so much i feel like with like technology and like yeah like nobody owns music anymore mm-hmm. maybe they buy vinyl yeah you know but for the most part i feel like most people like listen to like spotify or something like mm-hmm. who actually has music on their you know iPhone or whatever it is that they're listening to music on, you know? Well, I think just, you, we've talked about this, but the whole experience has changed. Everything is very much disposable, I feel. Yes. You know? And, um, yeah, I think that's why there is this slight resurgence of, like, the physical product, like, actually holding it and treasuring it and having, it has a longer lifespan, even if it's just in your head that it has a longer lifespan, yeah. you know? And making it special, right? So, yeah. like, if you're buying a vinyl, you want it to, like, like, when I bought the Penelope Isles vinyl, mm-hmm. it was like pink vinyl, yeah. and I was mm-hmm. just like, "Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I want that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you really have to play like a game, kind of try to entice people mm-hmm. sometimes to buy things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a it's a weird world. Will we ever get back to owning physical products anymore? I think at this mm-hmm. point, it will always be. I think right now, like the vinyl sales are are like five or eight percent of the whole picture and i'm assuming cassettes are one percent or less um and cds also i mean i I don't know where do you even buy a cd unless you're at walmart or something i don't know yeah and what do you play it on (laughs) yeah that's the thing once so computers once like apple computers stop uh coming with a cd drive it really changed the whole Mm -hmm. situation um I feel like the only CDs that sell right now are like a, a classical album because it's an older yeah. fan base. That, um, yeah. And then maybe like an Adele album will always sell physical copies, mm. you know, but it's, it's a small pool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a jazz album will sell physical copies. Like yeah. cars don't have CD players anymore, do they? Some yeah. of them? Some, yeah. 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 I mean, maybe. Now they're like phone holder slots. Right. <laughs> phone, yeah. phone mount slots. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Shall we visit the Wayback Machine? Yeah. Oh God. Very briefly. Oh, please, <laughs> please briefly. <laughs> so I, I pulled them up, and you can pick which one you want to read whenever you're ready. Uh, I have to read it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want you to read Okay. So there's one uh, from January 2005. Did, did you look at them? Uh, I'm just looking at, oh my God, this one's good. Oh, which one? Winter Pageant. I haven't thought of Winter Pageant in yeah. a long time. <laughs> I was just thinking about Mike. The other day, Mike from Winter Pageant, um, he uh, and like because like on I follow him on like Instagram oh, yeah. and just like thinking of I was like, man, that guy changed so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, like over the years, I don't remember if I knew knew anyone in the, or ended up knowing anyone specifically in the band. I don't know. I don't remember the context of that. I just found the <laughs> post. <laughs> yeah. <And then coughs> Did I say anything awful? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Mm. 
You can oh. skim. Oh, this is from Shanae. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time at Shanae. This is a good one. You should read this. All right, which one? Did you just click onto some other random post? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it was one you picked up. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, the 05? There's a couple yeah. bands in there okay. that I don't think will do good. Okay. Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. You didn't read through what I said there, though. No. Okay. I just looked at the band name. You could fast forward if you want. I was going to say it so I can lie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> January, January 16th, 2005, at 10.39 a.m., a slow increasing. <laughs> Very poetic title? already. <laughs> it had to be a song title. Yeah. Or an album title. Uh, Sounds last about right. Last night was the Winter Pageants record release show at Shanae. I have to confess here, I'd never seen them before. I know. I was missing out. I knew I was missing out the whole time, too. It just didn't work out. <laughs> 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 so why, why so dramatic about not seeing a band? You're just trying to justify why you're just getting around here. I must have, I must have, someone in the band must have been guilting me about, no, I was doing it to myself. Um, never mind all that, because I finally got to see them. Oh, and what a way to get introduced to a band. The show is packed, teeming with antsy hipsters galore. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> The band performed incredibly, and I was really quite impressed by just how damn good they were. They are at what they do. I really couldn't find a single flaw in the performance, because that's what I was doing, looking for something wrong. <laughs> um, well, not from the band, at least. Oh, here we go. Ah. Uh, that one monitor that was crackling <laughs> could have been fixed. <laughs> but Ooh, the shade. <laughs> certainly not the band's fault. Oh, yeah. It was nice to see a band on stage who, even though they hadn't existed for too long, are technically proficient and creative musicians, appear confident yet personable on stage, and somehow manage to come off like total rock stars. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> oh, absolutely deserving of all caps here, is what <laughs> I wrote. Okay. On the internet. I love uh, complaining about sound, <laughs> by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bad sound, then. Uh, well, a crackling monitor, let me tell you, can be very distracting to I'm sure. performers. Especially with a band like that. Yeah, like a d very like, there's like a, so a lot of ambient stuff yeah, going on. Yeah, Slow, mm -hmm. quiet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, let's see. Uh, coming off like Total Rock Stars, while not seeming at all snotty. Amazing. Uh, plus the new record they were celebrating, Waxing Waning, was fantastic. Just go get it. You'll fall in love, I promise. Aww. Uh, and then... The next paragraph, I guess uh, I guess this other band that we all know played, I say, also, I can't neglect the other band I watched at last night's show, A Place to Bury Strangers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let me just get ahead and make sure. <laughs> 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 no, I, I actually read this, and I know, uh, know, I know why I say here. They uh, always, in my memory, always put on a great show. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Consistent. Incredible. Yeah. There, isn't, there isn't much I need to say about them. I already love them. They're the loudest band in New York City. It's the kind of music that's so good and so loud that sometimes you just need to leave lest your head might uh, explode. <laughs> okay? Mm -hmm. But in a good way. All caps again. Yes. Know what I mean? Uh, it's a good bill already. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good bill. I, I, I wonder if there's anyone else on it. Uh, but then I go on to talk about uh, Oliver and Death by Audio mm -hmm. and sort of attempt to kiss up to Oliver. Oh I yeah. think to get a free pedal. <laughs> <laughs> where I was, I don't want to read it because it's so poorly written and makes no sense. You don't have to. But read basically, it. I'm like, I'm kissing up to you because I want you to give me a free Death by Audio pedal. <laughs> <laughs> you should have been like Matt and just learned how to make them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When I think of Death by Audio, I, I automatically think of uh, Grooms and Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Um, I, I have to admit, I didn't spend a ton of time there, but I know that for a lot of people, that was the spot. Yeah. I didn't either. I think I only went to a handful of shows there, but they were good ones. It was like Screaming Females and Titus Andronicus. Mm -hmm. was that sounds like a bill to yeah. be there. Yeah, yeah. That was maybe the first time I went there. Uh, and then there, there were a couple of the Random Friends shows, and then I went to like one of the last shows with uh, Sabotage. Mm-hmm was awesome mm -hmm. but yeah I, I didn't hang out there much i basically like live there yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like one of the vans that i used to manage like w helped basically open the space up so yeah. i saw them clean mold off the walls yeah. <laughs> i'm sure like they got it all build their little <laughs> little weird apartments in their apartment rooms in there uh -huh. and like um in the dude what they called the dude dance backstage and um, and then 
spent so much time in the rehearsal <laughs> space with the band that I used to work with. And so, like, it, you know, it was, uh, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, when I went to, like, um, when Dirty Down Perfect reunited for, like, one of the closing shows, mm. I went to it, and I was hanging out at the Dude Ranch, and I literally <laughs> was, like, surrounded by, like, 20-year-old girls, I felt like. And, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know any of these people. <laughs> and I feel really old. <laughs> so, it, you know, it had transformed, like, quite a bit, obviously, since, mm-hmm. like, the days when I used to be there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just kind of took off, and it was so sad, you know, when it kind of went away. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if there's really a place that's replaced it yet. I feel like I hear about like new spot DIY spots and stuff uh, in Bushwick and East Williamsburg all the time that kind of pop up for a little while and then go away. But I get that sense that it's like a very a much younger crowd that I don't know anyone in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah I don't know. Like kids who don't mind being in dirty spaces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like you know, it's like yeah. I just got to a certain age where I was like, I can't live like this anymore or be around this anymore but like that's what's necessary to kind of grow like uh, a music scene i feel like you need those diy spaces Mm -hmm. because like (coughs) even even like the the you know mercury lounge place now that's like a live nation venue Mm. i honestly don't even remember last time getting booked you know Yeah. yeah It's got to be these smaller spaces, or at least independent bookers who right. mm-hmm. are kind of curating it, you know, or giving a band a chance, you mm-hmm. know, like, I'll never, you know, like, you need people like, you know, obviously Barry Presents is like a whole other animal now, mm-hmm. but in the beginning, they were like, it was just like Barry Beach curating they, a night. Yeah, they were because like, because he liked the band. Ex- accessible. It wasn't like, it wasn't necessarily easy to get shows, but it wasn't. It, it wasn't impossible or like out of reach if you mm-hmm. worked if you hard. You made good music, <laughs> you yeah. had a good chance. Yeah. And then you and if they really fell in love with you, then they really try to link you up with yeah. ba- other bands that could lift you up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where is that happening? I guess. I mean, ad hoc is. Ad hoc. Oh yeah. All over, all over the place. Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, still independent. You mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, Babies independently booked, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to a venue that I've never been to that is uh, on our side of Brooklyn called Public Records. I yeah, think. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not too far from the Barclays area. Mm. Um, I'm seeing who I love. I still love Devin Welsh. He used to be in Magical Cloud. Oh yeah. He's solo now. Um, but yeah, he's doing a show there mm-hmm. soon. Um, but I've never been in that space, so we'll see. Shall we hop into repeat skip? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, please. Um, (laughs) So shall we start with Nada Surf first? Yeah. Uh, So Let Go was released in 2002 on Barsook. And I got to say that this was an album that I played a lot on my college radio station. Um, For some reason, I played Inside of Love. I guess that was like the big single, right? Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, I love this whole album. I saw them yeah. on this tour a bunch, um, on w- uh, you know, and they were touring this album. I should say a bunch. Um, but anyway, before I go into repeat skip, what did you guys? Uh, what are your memories of the album, and what did you like most and least from it? Uh, well, Nasser has been one of my favorite bands for a long time mm-hmm. since, you know, since I heard Popular, and they were it was like a one hit wonder, and I know it. Got they got a lot of flack for it, and I know not everybody loves the album that that was on. High low, yeah. Uh, but I loved the album. Mm-hmm. That was like such a revelation to me um, of their blend of like, because I was already into like Sonic Youth and the Pixies and stuff, and mm-hmm. I felt like they had a good sense of that, like the weird noisy stuff, but in a very very like pop context. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But still, like they had enough of an edge that I liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. They were a band that I was like going to see any chance I got, mm-hmm. and I remember a show at Brownies where. So once I went to school, I was like, "Cool, not a surf in my local band now." I mm-hmm. live in New York, um, and so any chance I could get to see them, I saw them. I remember one particular show at Brownies where they said like 
Matthew said, like, all right, there's a new song. Like, we just wrote it this week, mm-hmm. and we're going to try it now. Mm. Uh, and uh, and they played Killian's Red. Mm-hmm. Um, that used to be my favorite back in the day. Yeah, so I just uh, so distinctly remember being in that room and hearing them play that the first time. And um, I mean, that's not necessarily not even one of my favorite songs on there, but mm-hmm. for that reason, I have, like, these nostalgic feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I it's about? Yeah, I th- I changed my answer so many times <laughs> <laughs> because really, if you put that it, album on, I will sing along from start to finish, mm-hmm. and I'm not uh, someone who like learns the lyrics to mm-hmm. every song mm-hmm. and definitely doesn't sing along to them. Mm-hmm. But not a surf, I I will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this album, I thought, was a pretty good. This is a really good album. album. Yeah, you know and. Yeah. You know, my skip was just like I just picked it because it's. I never really liked when they played it live. Yeah. So. Oh well, I want. Yeah, can you talk about? It? Can you say, <laughs> what, say what it is. Uh yeah. I I lo, lo, I don't even know how to pronounce La Posa. La Posa. La Posa. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's but the one that Daniel sings. Yeah. While he's swaying with his legs crossed. Yeah. Like yeah. This, yeah. Head yeah cocked, eyes closed, probably. Dre- yeah. Dreads hanging down. Yeah. Cigarette dangling off his lip. Still, yeah. probably. He's mm. probably still smoking in the venue. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, he's playing the bass way out here. His <laughs> eyes are closed. He's sleeping. Yeah, yeah. But he's singing, and it's beautiful. And how can you hate that? <laughs> um, it was a little much for me. <laughs> I was like, okay. I know. I, I know. get it. I, I, honest, I honestly almost put that as my skip. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have again. I have such warm feelings towards when they play, seeing them play that live because really they're probably they're one of the bands. Both of the bands that we're talking about are like the bands that I've gone to see the most probably uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. anytime I had a chance. So um, they're really good live yeah. bands. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, which yeah. I think not every band is a good live band, right. and you know that still kind of holds up. You know, because mm-hmm. I feel like people fizzle out or like they're just not that exciting live or like they don't sound good live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah. you could always count on not a surf putting on a good show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was my least favorite. I think mm-hmm. it was like a little bit too put on for me. Mm-hmm. Where I like the other songs seem very pure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, what did I say for my, <laughs> my repeat? Oh, I you picked the way, uh, you, the were way you were your head. Yeah, 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 that was good. I think I just listened to the record a couple times today, and mm-hmm. I was like, which one am I singing along the loudest to? Okay, mm-hmm. it's this one. <laughs> 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 it, it could have been any of them. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel the same way. I think this album also, fl- one song flows into the other really well, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I picked Blizzard of '77, the, so the such opener. A big song. So I love that track. Yeah. Um, but I really, I still have fond memories of this album. It's not one I revisit a bunch, mm-hmm. only because I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But uh, it's still really strong. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was what was your? Oh, my skip, skip was Paper Boats, only because right. I I don't remember it s- as well as the others, uh-huh. but not because I disliked it necessarily. Yeah. 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 I think I put what I put fruit fly. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, fruit fly. Oh, yeah, the opening of that song annoys me so much. <laughs> it's it's it's. I like the song once it gets going, mm-hmm. right. but the beginning is just so it's so like cute mm-hmm. and it's like kind of corny. <laughs> that yeah, drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also associate it with uh, when I moved to when I moved to Brooklyn, and I was living in Williamsburg. It was two thousand one. And I remember I was walking on Bedford Avenue, and I saw Matthew Cobbs doing his freaking laundry. <laughs> laundry <laughs> and of course, I was so excited. You know, uh-huh. I was like, "Oh my God, it's real! They really are my local band." Uh-huh. Um, and then I like got it in my head somehow that he lived upstairs from. He must have lived upstairs from there. And I just had this picture in my head of him sitting at his like table with this fruit, ba- bag of fruit, <laughs> and, fruit fly, and it was so disgusting. I'm like, "Why would you put that in a song?" Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Anyway, it's not a bad song. I had to pick something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jen, your favorite? Your repeat? Uh, pretty obvious, I think, for people who know me. <laughs> it's definitely like the probably the most emo song on there. Inside of Love, which was like their big hit off the album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I s- during this time period, I was definitely um, I don't know, could have been single, <laughs> looking for love. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, like, I think, you know, like, I grew up, um, with, like, thinking that, like, I probably wouldn't find somebody, so Mm. I was always, like, searching, Mm -hmm. and, like, um, you know, and I always gravitate towards, like, these stupid love songs, like, Mm -hmm. and just, like, (laughs) um, yeah, even, like, you know, the beginning lyrics, like, watching terrible TV kills all thought, getting spacier than an astronaut, it's, like, 
making out with people I hardly know. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, my, he yachts. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite part of that um, that line about being spacier than an astronaut is how it's like maybe a, a callback to their original press. Remember when oh. when they came out, when Popular came out, and their line was that Matthew had been an, uh, an astronaut and he gave it up to play rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, you know, I don't, I don't that. remember I always, that. I don't know if I ever read that that was a thing, mm-hmm. but I was like, I was like, oh yeah, because he's the astronaut. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. I read too much into the band. <laughs> 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 they probably thought that was like a funny thing to say. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know. Who knows? Maybe he was really into space. I don't know. Um, I can relate. No, I know. Like, uh, you know, popular. I didn't really. You know, I, I do actually love that song, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't get into the album. I don't even know if I listened to the album, <laughs> to be honest yeah. with you. So that's why I was, like, pushing for this album more. Um, not because – I mean, it's probably a good album. It's a lot know? harder. But it, yeah, it doesn't sound like this. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot heavier, and that's why – that's I think that's why I took to it so well because, you know, mm. popular was kind of like – I was like, all right, that's kind of – that's a fun song. It's got this cool hook and stuff. It's really quirky, and I didn't know what to expect. And I remember getting the album and listening to it, and it starts off, and it just like kicks right in. And yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is kind of like mm-hmm. aggressive. It's mm-hmm. almost like punk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that w- that works well for them, because if it was a whole album of like quirky songs, uh, well, then something yeah. like that, like, I don't know. There's a million 90s bands I could think of. Oh, yeah. All quir- like Dynamite Hash or something. Yeah, like yeah. You know, sweetest. <laughs> You'll read it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. I d- also, I just want to say quickly that yeah. popular, uh, that's such an atypical one hit wonder. I mean, the verses yeah. are so strange. Yeah. yeah. And they're talking it and like, I, I don't know. But it really worked. What was it like 96 or something? It worked at the time. It was around there. Yeah. yeah. I remember my band at the time, our big. Uh, plan was we were supposed to play at the football game mm-hmm. at halftime oh. so we were, of course we were going to play that but yeah, then yeah. like they canceled the performance oh. I was so excited Bullshit. I was so <laughs> excited to stick it to all those jocks I know that would have been so perfect <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah no no that that's why I had a good attitude about it I don't know why I didn't listen to the album um well, check it out but I will check it out and the proximity back. effect oh, the proximity oh effect yeah yeah so that's an underrated that. one. Oh my god mm-hmm. I had such a hard time finding that I, I couldn't find it anywhere mm-hmm. when I came out. And then I was in Colorado for some f- for like a family wedding or something. And we went to this record shop and they had it. It's like the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I now love you it. can get records anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you can. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, because Let Go, I feel like kind of teeters on that. Like, it could be cheesy, corny, mm. <laughs> you yeah. know. Somehow they got away with it. Um, yeah. It's very sweet. It's yeah, a very yeah. sweet yeah. album. Uh, so I do agree with that. The next album we're about to talk about is something totally <laughs> different. <Yeah. laughs> um, but just as good. Um, pliers, right? Yeah. They threw us all in a trench and stuck a monument on top. And uh, yeah, all the <laughs> song titles are really, really long. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even see the whole thing when you try to play it on Spotify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> just have to know what it's yeah. called. Um but yeah, like I do. You, do you want to talk about the first time you uh, you ever heard Liars? So Liars, let's see. I think I heard about them before I heard them. Uh, it's I was on a, I think I was on a plane somewhere. Um, oh yeah, I was going to Atlanta. I was just going on mm-hmm. like a trip to Atlanta. Uh, I think that's where it was, and was reading some magazine, and they they had a review of it, mm-hmm. and I hadn't heard Liars yet, which was weird because I lived in Williamsburg, and it was two thousand. Uh, 2001 mm-hmm. or 2002 maybe mm-hmm. 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 something like mm-hmm. that um, but I hadn't heard them yet or seen them or anything and I read it and I was like oh this I I love this I haven't even heard it but I know I know I love this music already yeah. <laughs> it sounds super interesting um, so then where when we got wherever we were going we went to a record shop and I found it and bought it and then listened to it a lot D- did we all pick the same we did this song? is a triple uh, <laughs> repeat <laughs> Uh, I uh, mean, it has yeah. to be. It's like the most, gr- it grabs you oh so yeah. well. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's Wha- kind of iconic as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. Our Liar songs, like, yeah. was the one that hooked us all in, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it really took off. And um, We're talking about Mr. You're on Fire, Mr. Yeah. That was all of our repeats. Yeah. 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 Um, I also I love the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's cover of this song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good, too. 
Yeah, yeah. and they used to date. Yes, Karen that was Angus. a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they call it Kangas Kenobi. I I remember the first time I saw Liars was at Siren Festival. Mm. Um, the, the first or second one, I don't remember. Um, and I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> but I kind of I dug it. I got to say, I was never like the hardcore Liars fan that uh-huh. some people are. Um, but I did appreciate this album a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I The funny thing is, yeah, like I was saying, I kind of missed the first wave of everyone getting to hear them and seeing them and, and everything. Uh, and then caught up more around the next album. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the one that was like super, uh, like, uh, uh, like uh, I don't know. It was very experimental, but like people were, it got a lot of praise. I forget uh, the title of it. Ca- it came a few years later. Drums not dead. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like all percussion. Yeah, 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 re- yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. And I don't know. They got kind of like weirdly heady and mm-hmm. dark, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. But I re- the first one was just like so. Oh, s- so noisy and raw and mm-hmm. like upbeat and weirdly f- funky mm-hmm. in a post-punk way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of defined that era. You know, like a lot of other bands started doing that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then they changed what they were doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, they got a different lineup. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. <coughs> started doing different things and mm-hmm. so the songwriting changed a bit. But <coughs> you can always count on like Angus's like vocals yeah. um, being kind of like a constant in the sound. Um, and his stage performances, his stage presence is just—he's like this towering, like weird '90s. They're like one of my favorite kind of bands <laughs> to see live, just because yeah. of him and yeah. how like great of a frontman he is. Mm-hmm. He's so entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and still to this day, I feel like really good live. Um, and all of our skips, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's like a 15 second <laughs> moment or something. Um, you talk, you talk about the, uh, oh, did we all pick the same? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why, why, why midnight, midnight, <laughs> midnight <laughs> walk, but didn't ring her bell. Why midnight walk, but didn't ring her bell. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah, like why? <laughs> <laughs> it was never it's found why exactly. out. <laughs> But, yeah, it, you know, it was more like an interlude, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, which we're not fond of. No, no. Yeah, yeah, you want another banger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but then I also said uh, also the first 35 seconds of the record to get to the fun part of that song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's like, wha- what's the word? Nothing too political, nothing too uh, clever? <laughs> you would remember <laughs> I don't better than me. I'm awful. The lines? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. I don't know. Like, I always have to look up what they're actually saying. Yeah. But the beginning is just very slow and kind of meandering. Mm-hmm. And then it, it drags you in. But when you want that, like, liar's punch, yeah, you kind of need to get get to it. Get yeah, to nothing point. too political, nothing too clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Google. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, I think, yeah, we all pretty much do. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, they had, they had really interesting lyrics, actually, that were kind of thought-provoking did have like an air of like politics behind it which yeah. was like kind of cool because the the music itself felt very punk so you know it's good to have like these lyrics that were like kind of challenging and like talked about dark things and then also just had like a, a dark sound to it mm. i always find their their music has like a very like haunting dark yeah. quality to it that i just yeah. love and They've kept that. Even mm-hmm. if they've tried different things here and there, they've it's always like got that same vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They definitely took the dark thing further with it when they did uh they were wrong so we drowned. Oh yeah. right. Which is mm-hmm. like yeah. the witch uh themed one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but with it with the first album, I mean, with that rhythm section, I did that was I mean, that was a key to that sound. Like mm-hmm. every bass riff was this kind of like super big like resolving thing it, it, it was like such an interesting technique that works so well mm-hmm. like musically it's kind of kind of obvious in a way and but that's what's so um i don't know makes it feel so good mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. i wanted to say we should give a quick kudos to the magazine that introduced you to liars even though they were the neighborhood band <laughs> yes i i wish i remembered who what magazine it was but kudos to that magazine. american <laughs> airlines in flight whatever <laughs> 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 
I think it's like American Way or something really tacky, <laughs> if that's what it was. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend it was. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm that I don't want to say that. What, that. what if that's something bad? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> Thank uh, you, that magazine. That magazine. <laughs> Insert magazine name here, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the American Airlines. See? Oh, perfect. You know what's up. You know the publishing industry. I, love, I do. I okay. love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not proud, but I did. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's good. Well, thank oh. you so much for dropping in. Yeah, oh, thanks thank for having you me. So much. It I was really, so great. Really appreciate uh, you having me come and talk about these things. And uh, like I say, you told me who some of the other guests were. Yes. Some great company. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Good people. Yeah. Good to see who else you have. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good to kind of capture this little slice of like our times together. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? Our times yeah. before they're over. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because I feel like, you know, there's stories that need to be told and like so we're trying to capture mm-hmm. them. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for yeah. being here and thank uh, you. being part of our historical <laughs> audio dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as far as we can remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sure, we forgot something. I'm sure. Plenty. Plenty. Yeah. Well, well, part two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. We'll Go catch ahead. you next time on another episode of Mixtape Memories. Thank you. Yay, bye. Bye. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.